Hello and welcome. Oh my goodness, it feels like it's been so long. <laughs> uh, welcome to season five of the Performance Capture podcast. This season, we are leveling up. I hope you liked our new uh, branding that we've got, new logos and things. And I also have a new co-host. Jasper William Cartwright is going to be my producer and he's going to be bringing even more British banter to the show. And we're going to be talking about his journey starting out in the performance capture industry. That isn't all we have lined up. We also have a brand new Patreon for people who love the show and want to support this show. And there's going to be bonus content and access to an exclusive Performance Capture Podcast Discord server where you can chat to other members of this wonderful community. And everyone that signs up in the first two weeks is going to get a personalized video from either Jasper or myself. Find all the links in the description below. But without further ado, let's begin the Performance Capture Podcast Season 5. Oh, hello, Internet. This is Troy Baker, and I'm here with your lovely, very, very British host, Victoria Atkin. And this is the Performance Capture Podcast. So essentially, motion capture performers, like all the other performers, are here to tell stories. And then they're like, <laughs> you mean there, there are actors in video games? I thought it was animation. I kind of created my position. Like, nobody said, oh, you know, here, you go to school to become a performance capture producer. I pretty much created my own career. Jump in both feet, because this is the future of entertainment. This is where it's going to be. You know, the dots can tell if you're lying. Hi, everyone. Um, this is a different episode today. Um, so at the end of season four, I was thinking... How do I keep going with this podcast? How do I keep it moving? And do I want to do this? And all of these things. And uh, the question was, I the answer to my question was, yes, I do want to do this. But I need to do this in a way that it's more fun for me. It's more fun for you guys listening. And um, so what I are you talking on... about more fun for them? You, it, you are everything that they uh, need, Victoria. How well, could you? <laughs> anyway, if hopefully I'm fun for them, but I wanted to bring more banter, more fun. So I decided to uh, ask my dear friend Jasper, who is the king of podcasts, and he has a fantastic <laughs> podcast, Three Black Halflings, to come on board and join me on the Performance Capture podcast. I know Jasper from, he studied in my classes early on in the pandemic. He yep. has since, uh, well, he was extremely talented when he came into class and I was wondering why he was in there, um, but apparently he wanted <laughs> some of my knowledge. And then since then, I've referred him to my amazing agent or our amazing agent now um, over yep. in England yep. and he's on fire. So I'm really pleased about that and um, I'm just excited for this collaboration. So we decided that this episode is uh, get to know Jasper a little bit more. Jasper Cartwright yeah. is going to be my co-host, my co-producer. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm going to ask him the questions I'm... today. <laughs> yes, and I just before we dive in as well, I just wanted to say that I am genuinely so thrilled to be here. It feels a little bit surreal because uh, we kind of met because I listened to the Performance Capture podcast because I was always fascinated by it and never had a clue, you know, how this whole thing, this whole industry and world would work. And so then I and then I happened to get a a, a, a uh, audition for a motion capture uh, performance capture job and again I didn't have a clue so I just thought you know what I've been listening to this amazing podcast by this incredible person called Victoria Ratkin I'm gonna I'm gonna send her an email and see if she'll help me and so I did I emailed you and I said like hey if I like paid you would you like walk <laughs> through the material with me 
and I like awkwardly propped up my phone on like the the kitchen table Did and we do a private sort of showed you what I was doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this I think was before the classes even started. This was like oh, wow. I didn't even I don't yeah, this was before the classes even started and um and I just remember being like just I had such a great vibe and just loved working with you and I did really well in that audition actually. It was for uh Tom Keegan who you've worked with oh, before. Great. Yeah. Uh I'm glad I didn't know that I was auditioning for the great Tom Keegan. Otherwise I'd probably would have been more nervous going in uh than I than I was, but uh, it went really really well and me and Tom have stayed in touch since because he really enjoyed me for the part. It just wasn't like that one wasn't right and yeah. uh, and then as soon as you said you were doing classes and everything, I jumped in and you know i guess the rest is history but so just a bit of a weird full circle thing for me because well this look is at you whole, manifesting this, podcast, this stuff yeah exactly this, this podcast is the whole reason that i even uh dreamt of doing uh performance capture or saw it as a possibility and i'm just thrilled to be here thank you to the listeners for for uh having me and um can't wait to 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 dig in a bit more and, and talk about all this stuff because it's just amazing and such an honor yeah, it's really good. And I also wanted to shout out to Vicon, who I pitched this idea. I was like, I'm bringing on this random British dude. <laughs> He's going to help me. And they were they were very supportive. And um, and yeah, yes. I just I honestly see such big things for you, Jasper. Anybody listening, like you need to keep an eye on this guy. He's going to be a AAA lead. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> just finding the right game. Um, so yeah, yeah. Hope so. so I'm going to ask you the questions today. So you're Ooh, on the hot seat. Okay, okay. Ooh, okay. So here we go. Okay, here um, we go <laughs> well, we also we already know your name, but you can say your name again and where you grew sure. up. Great. Okay. So uh, my name is Jasper William Cartwright, and I grew up in the south of England, a place called Horsham, which is near oh my Gatwick gosh, Did Airport. we already discuss this? I was about Have to move think... to Horsham when I was fourteen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think we That's might so have funny. we might have discussed that my my coming from Horsham, but yeah, you're a little bit uh, younger than me though, so we wouldn't have been at school at the same time. Anyway, random, uh, Horsham, very random. love it. Uh, <laughs> yes, very near Crawley, where Evie and Jacob Fry. Exactly, exactly. Oh, um, sorry, this is like another tiny little thing, just about my connection uh, to Victoria, which I I literally thought to myself, I have to share this story, which is that me and my friend, one of my best friends, uh, shout out to Pete if he's listening, uh, we used to have this habit because when we were at drama school, we used to, we didn't really like going out like the clubbing or anything, so this wasn't really our thing. So what we do is we'd find these like events, these like free events where you'd go and like hang out and usually you got like a couple free drinks or something and you got to like do something cool, like see a film. One of the events we went to was the opening, like the launch party thing for Assassin's Creed Syndicate. And uh, <laughs> it's so weird because I remember playing as Evie Fry in like this launch event thing when I was like, when me and my wow. best friend were sat there and then now being on this, like the thing with you. And I remember I told my friend recently, I was like, oh, I'm doing this podcast, Victoria Ackett. He was like, wait, Evie Fry. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what? That's <laughs> so wild. <laughs> Isn't it's that so crazy? funny to think back to me nerding out about that game. <laughs> that is really amazing. Yeah, it's just interesting, isn't it? How the how the universe presents these things. Wow, cool. Yeah, I didn't know that story. Strange. That's a fun story. Yeah, it's very fun. I um, to say that one. <laughs> so can you tell us about what you do, your title and where you work? I mean, we've talked, we obviously at this point know that you're an actor, but there's many other things that you mm. do. And uh, I'd love to let everybody know about that. Yeah, sure. So uh, I obviously am an actor. I've uh, 
been lucky enough since doing uh, the incredible uh, courses that Victoria offers um, that I've been in uh, three, uh, no, four video games, um, uh, none of which were out yet, which is really annoying, but they're coming, uh, which is really exciting. And um, I've been working as an actor for many, many years, um, doing a lot of a voiceover as well at the moment done some uh, voiceover for a very fun uh, kids tv show uh and uh, and even a feature film as well which is incredibly exciting and i'm playing lead in that and i'm very very excited to share that uh that news when that comes out because i think it's supposed to be coming out sort of the this first is an animation of this year, so this is an animation yeah and cool. i'm very very excited for it uh it's gonna be a really really awesome uh feature so uh, definitely will be uh, sharing that one when it comes out. But uh, yeah, outside of that, as Victoria already mentioned, I do a lot of podcasting. Um, I have a show called Three Black Halflings, which I started during the pandemic. And since then have sort of realized that this talent I have for just talking rubbish continuously is quite useful in podcasting. Uh, so <laughs> I've uh, got, I'm on a few other shows, uh, another one called Games and Feelings, which is all about how games make you feel and the fact that, you know, we don't really uh, talk about that and the fact that, you know, they elicit all this kind of emotional response from us and it's part of the reason why we love games so much, but we don't actually really ever explore that and there's no instruction manual for how games make you feel. Um, so that's really fun and working on various other little podcasts uh, podcasting projects because uh, and the way i like to sort of uh talk about myself is i always say that i'm just someone who could never sit still i just always had this kind of thirst for uh exploring the new thing and uh figuring out um you know ways to just be involved and especially if it meant kind of creatively or or or, or kind of moving a project forward and if it's something that i'm particularly close to or i'm passionate about then it's like an added bonus for me uh so for instance you know, jumping in and, and helping Victoria with, with this podcast is like a no brainer. Cause it's like, it's, it's something that I love. It's, it's like this new kind of uh, innovative way of kind of reaching people and talking to people and sharing uh, information. And so it's part of the reason why I love podcasting and why I'm kind of always uh I, you'll probably see if you follow me on social media i i sent, tend to have uh, many fingers and many pies because i'm just kind of obsessed with being uh um being in and around creative people uh and if i can help creative people like realize their visions and um, push them forward and help them achieve their potential pent potential or a project's potential then like i'm in my happy place you know that's i'm like that that's all i could possibly ask for so um I do a lot of things like that, I guess. Um, I recently uh, did get finished working uh, at the BBC, which um, uh, is the British Broadcasting uh, Corporation for anyone who isn't from the UK. Um, and uh, I was working in children's animation uh, development specifically. And so I'm also doing a bit of development work as well, which is about kind of finding new projects and helping them get to the point of getting pitched and things like that. So, um, yeah, lots of lots of different things, um, but I'm very excited to be here as actor, podcaster, etc. <laughs> Love it, it's so great. And uh, how would you best describe performance capture? Because you've been in the lycra now, you've been there, you've listened to this podcast. What's yes. your what's your um, decision about what this is? 
Okay, so I felt a lot of pressure with this one because I've listened to a lot of this show. Big question. There's been a lot of really good answers. Uh, it's a big, it's a big question. I'm, I, I really this. I've written something down which I think might be too good for me to have come up with it. So I apologize if I'm ripping anyone off here. Um, <laughs> but uh, my my answer for this question is it's the intersection between imagination and possibility. Ooh, um, and I basically, like what I mean by that is is that for me, I think a lot of people have described it as like a playground, this kind of, it is. it really genuinely feels like when you're in the suit and you're in the volume, it feels like anything is achievable in that space. If you have enough like hard work and determination, you can do and achieve anything. You know, uh, you could achieve huge battles. You could achieve the most intimate and quiet moments. It's just like everything exists within that that's that square or rectangle or whatever shape the volume is you know everything that ever could be exists in this space and you kind of feel that when you get in there like it's just this it really is like i don't think i've felt it before you know it like well in fact i have it's literally like when you were like five years old or whatever and you're just like oh i can do anything i want to it feels like that and uh i think it's just the most wonderful uh, space to go to work in and the I think that sense of possibility rubs off on everyone that's there because every single time I've stepped inside the volume you know everyone's just got this kind of big smile and is ready is, is just really excited about what you know today could be what today could achieve and um you know I just that is I, yeah, genuinely don't think I can think of a better workplace. Uh, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah, that actually does kind of describe the tangible kind of excitement and taste. Right, because it, it, <laughs> you, you feeling, kind of, yeah, yeah. Just, I think it's like at the beginning of a day. I mean, sure, maybe after Especially lunch and everyone's like Especially on the first day like, of a project full. as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe it's after like lunch the everyone's like full, maybe the read, dips, but... After the read-through, if, you, if yeah. you're lucky enough to have a script read-through with the cast, you're like, oh, yeah. this is it. Um, yes. Great. So um, how did you discover performance capture? We kind of talked about that, but I guess we need yeah. to go back on how did you discover it and then how did you get to the podcast? And then how did yeah, you first sure. become involved in it? So um, how did I discover it? Um, again, kind of that like thirst for anything innovative uh, has always been at kind of the heart of uh, my creative practices. Um, you know, whether it be like a new cinema camera coming out or, you know, anything like that, I just sit and scour and watch hours and hours and hours of video. And so when um, I started seeing things like James Cameron's Avatar or, uh, you know, movies like this and all these people with strange dots on their face and, uh, and suddenly going from that to being these incredible 10 foot tall aliens, I was like, whoa, this seems way too awesome for me not to be excited about it. And it it then meant like just again, hours and hours and hours of like, what is this thing? What are the limitations of it? What are the, you know, what does it allow us to do? Why would you choose this over CGI or, you know, kind of other forms of um, telling a kind of visual story? And uh, that definitely was where my kind of fascination for it grew. And 
uh, I think a lot of it as well is uh, watching people like Andy Serkis um, and his like animal and creature work because I, during a drama school, really clicked with creature work as a method of acting. It just, mm -hmm. for me, I'm a very physical person. I trained as a dancer um, for about four years as well as an actor and kind of really thought about going down that route for a little while. Um, and then creature work really felt like a, a beautiful kind of halfway house for me as an actor where I could really, I could embody physically a character first. Uh, and then the kind of m mental embodiment tended to just kind of flow for me. Uh, I don't quite know why. And it's, it's, I know it's very, very different for a lot of actors, but for me, there's something about if I'm in the body of my character, then everything else it sort of it lines up in a row and, and I, and I, you know, I can feel it clicking. And so I think suddenly as an actor, I just sort of went, I think motion capture is like it then, you know what I mean? That's like, that's like the perfect place where I get to uh, embody something physically and for that to be just sort of just as important. Um, whereas, you know, if you're in TV and you're doing a super tight, close up and whatever you can't move your shoulders or you know <laughs> you know you're, what you're doing with your hands or your feet doesn't matter um and so i, I think that it, it just felt like oh this really feels like a medium which i could uh just enjoy playing around with and and exploring and uh, so that's where I kind of the passion started. And then I think from there it was it, it consuming all of the possible media, including the performance capture podcast hosted by Victoria Atkin <laughs> and um, uh, then d doing things like classes. And I think that was what's so incredible about your classes is like, even now, I think it's in terms, of, especially in ter if, uh, if you don't have the luxury of living in LA or London, uh, literally one of the very few accessible resources for teaching and learning this kinds of these kinds of things um, and getting to work with people who are sort of industry professionals who are doing it as we speak mm -hmm. uh, and I know this sounds this will sound kind of harsh uh, on other courses and I really don't mean this to sound uh, harsh in any way but it, there's something to be said about people who are working in the industry right now who are mm -hmm. doing it as we speak a lot of the time you'll have incredible incredible teachers and don't be wrong i've had so many of them they're amazing but they maybe haven't done a job in five to ten years which is they still have a wealth of knowledge but there's something about performance capture i think because it's moving so quickly as an industry you know things that you know you might do when you started out you might not be doing now um you know i think I can think already like there seems to be less and less trackers on face or like, you know, dots on people's faces yeah. and things like that because they just don't need to do it as well, much. That's why we do anymore. this podcast so, as well to keep up to date mm. with it. You know, it's a different like interviewing Ella um, when we did uh, since we've been working on Forspoken, uh, that game, the technology, I worked on that for about two years with them. And the technology is completely different to when I did Assassin's Creed, completely different. Yeah, it's a whole different yeah. process. And that's only you know, maybe seven years difference, seven, seven years apart, which mm. is, you know, in theatre, not much changes. You know, it has changed because of technology, but not as dramatically. Not, and, not um, in terms of like the technique and the well, kind that's of why the, I also the required think knowledge our, and skill. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's why I think our performance capture with the pros course always sells out because we do have people that are actively casting, people that are actively directing, people that have, mm. have been recently AAA leads, uh, and are working on the PCAP stage all the time. So 
Yeah, plug about my classes. I'll take that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if anybody's interested, you don't have to be in LA and London. You, it's all on Zoom, and you exactly. we usually end the six weeks. It's a six week commitment, uh, two hours a week, and plus homework. And then it ends with a mock audition panel for industry professionals. And we've had, like you say, Tom Keegan and um, mm. Emily Schweber. We had Jamie Baffus, um, casting director for Sony, and many other people that have taught with us. Um, which is great. And just, again, I always say about our coaches is take what you want to leave the rest. Like none of us are booking every yeah. single job, but Absolutely. we are out there, you know, actively um, working in the industry, actively auditioning, actively um, mm. figuring out what is good and what doesn't work. So all the time. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Have you got a favorite, um, we've talked about really your favorite things about motion capture, but have you got an experience that you specifically enjoyed? I know you can't talk about the games that are coming out yet, but is there anything that you can talk about without saying the title of the project? Yeah, I was going to say, I think I can talk vaguely vaguely enough about them uh, to, uh, to talk about some favorite memories. Um, I think one of my favorite memories was, oh, this is a good one, actually. I had one particular scene uh, which I got to do uh, probably about a year ago now. And it was sort of the closest I think I've come to doing a monologue in, oh, I don't know, like five or mm -hmm. six years. I mean, you know, because you don't really do them that often. Like, you know, you do them in drama school and then you... Lead, lead jobs auditions as pretty much always yeah. a monologue. Well, yeah, exactly. But in terms of like a, a job, you know, for a job no, or whatever. No, for anything you know, else, done... no. Yeah. TV and so film, many... you don't do that. Exactly, so many TV and film, and um, it had been, and I'd done, a, you know, uh, stuff on stage maybe, but um, I remember I had this kind of big, long uh, monologue, and uh, what was very strange is they were like, yeah, this is probably only going to happen in a very specific scenario in this game, because the player has to go down a very specific route, but we think it's like a really, you know, it's going to be a really big emotional kind of moment if they get there. Um mm -hmm. And it was so interesting because I remember the whole like tube and everything on the way there. I was just, I had like butterflies in my stomach and I was just like, oh God, like, you know, I knew my lines like back to front and I was like, come on, like, you know, I don't want to like hold people up. I don't want to get this wrong. Um, and again, I think this was, I hadn't been in the volume that much because a lot of the other stuff I did for this game was VO stuff. And then they kind of, as you probably know, is that they'll, you know, they, um, mm -hmm. as the audience will know, like you kind of get bought in mocap wise for like, you know, cutscenes and a lot of stuff like that, like the, the really important stuff. And, uh, and I get in there and I kind of get suited up, like, cool, okay, we're gonna like go for it. Um, and, uh, just, you know, play around, etc. And I got in and I just, again, I think kind of going back to that sense of like possibility, whatever, just had the most amazing moment where uh, the director who's in the studio with us uh, just kind of came up and was just like, I'm just going to like be in this space with you as uh, some eyes, some like eyeballs for you to connect with. And I'm just going to throw stuff at you whilst you're doing this. And we're just going to go for it. And we did the, we just literally went for it. Like uh, uh, they, you know, they, they began and did the T-pose, started. And the director was there kind of kind of pushing and prodding me and stuff like this. And we got to the end of the scene and everyone in the studio was just kind of stood like looking at me. And the director was like, that was 
amazing <laughs> and it was just such an amazing <laughs> thing to just be like in this space we're all playing around there we almost didn't need to rehearse it because it was just like we're just going to play and we're just going to let you play so all the pauses i took all the you know uh little moments where i was you know my character was unsure or whatever you didn't get kind of interrupted or there wasn't any uh Mark specific marks on the floor that I had to hit. It was just about me being in that space and getting to play. And I was just like, this was so much fun. <laughs> like, and I was like, please, can we go again? Please, can we go again? Like, I know that was good, but can we go again? Please, can we go again? And they did let me go again, which was awesome. But I just remember being like, I was like, okay, I think I might have completed acting. I think that's it. I, I think I'm done. That's like, so cool. And now I'm going to be telling all of my friends exactly how to get to that exact moment just so that they can, they can yeah, see it. you have to. You have to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm right. going to have to give everyone like a tutorial of all the decisions they've got to make to get to that point because I'm so scared that people are going to miss. <laughs> they're, they're going to miss it. No, that's the thing um, about yeah. like oh, skipping cinematics. Don't do it. We make, we've no, please we've don't skip. So, yeah, many, please. so much time please. doing it. So much time um, doing those. <laughs> so I think before we wrap this up, because it's been so fun to get, for the listeners to get to know you. And actually I've learned mm. some new stuff as well. Um, you know, I think you have a unique perspective to some of the guests that we've had on the show. Like you are starting your career in this. Um, mm. You have had some success, you know, at the start of your career and and you're learning and growing. Um, you know, for, so for somebody in your position, you know, who has had success in theatre, TV and film, and yep. wants to move into this. You've talked about classes. You've talked about obviously listening to the podcast. What other advice would you give to somebody that's listening to this that hasn't maybe had a credit in performance capture yet, is eager to start doing it? Where do they begin? What's your advice? Yeah, so I think I really, really can't stress this enough. And I give this a sort of a general acting note. And then I'll, I've got something else for sort of motion capture. But just to echo what you said earlier about kind of taking what works for you and disregarding the rest. Um, I just think as actors, it's so, so easy for us to get in our heads and to get and to overcomplicate and to stress about things that like maybe aren't working for you. They don't sit right. They're not helping your process. And that can be in like life as well. You know, I remember uh, being told like, oh, you have to read this many plays or you have to, you know, and like I super dyslexic. I really struggle with reading. And I remember beating myself up so for, like all the time being like, oh, I have to read more. I have to read more. I have to read more. And finding it really, really difficult. And so I was like, okay, I was like, okay, one day I was, why don't I start listening to audiobooks? And like that changed my whole outlook you know what i mean on mm -hmm. on just the media i consume and what i consume and how i consume it and i was just like actually for me it was about finding my process that works for me and that makes me feel like i can stay in this industry because i think that's like the key is like you got to figure out what works so that you can actually you know you can stick with it and enjoy it and not like bury yourself under all this kind mm -hmm. of unnecessary stuff because some people have told well, you there's that enough pressure the as it is it. being an actor exactly right? yeah yeah take it off yourself get... and find the things that work for you is 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 yeah. super important and then um the other the, the biggest thing for motion capture is just get in touch with your body i cannot express mm -hmm. this enough like you know i've done i've taught at uh, universities I've, I've been lucky enough to do like to do teaching and the biggest thing that I notice and 
whenever people are like oh i want to do motion capture and things like this i'm like great you need to be in tune with your body you need to understand you know what you're capable of uh you, you need to understand your how to connect your character to you physically as well as mentally because i see so many actors that are amazing up here in the head you know who who can you know, reel off Shakespeare and make it sound incredible and hit all the Ibec pentameter and all of that stuff. And it's amazing, but they'll be stood there and they'll look like a dead lettuce. And you're just like, Oh no, Like I, <laughs> you need to give me more than that, you know, because, and, and for, and I'm not saying that that's the be all and end all for motion capture. It's absolutely not. Cause you need all of that imaginative space. You need all that, all of that work. But like, if you are disconnected physically, if you don't like, if you're not able to embody something fully, it's gonna be a really steep learning curve when you first get inside the the volume. Mm -hmm. Like even if you kind of get a job and everything like that, like the actual then when you're in the volume, it's going to be harder because mm -hmm. it's like it, it requires a lot and it's a taxing. It can be a taxing That's what thing I think to do. Experience of theatre is so important for performance capture. Mm. I, I do think it is really, yeah. really valuable. And I mean, you did Warhorse, like the kind of theatre in the round yeah. is, is is exactly what this is. Yeah. Um, cool. So, yes. how do they follow is, you? Yeah, literally, it's there and around. Yeah. How do they follow you? How do they stalk you? <laughs> how do they keep up with you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you can uh, stalk me and all of my stuff at JW underscore Cartwright on all of my social medias. So that's Instagram, uh, Twitter, and I, I am on Facebook, but I, I mean, I don't think I post anything there. Uh, and uh, yeah, I post about all of the shows and things that I do regularly on there. So please uh, go ahead and check it out. And uh, I just hope that you enjoy this uh, new season of the uh, Performance Capture Podcast and that you enjoy uh, me being here with the amazing Victoria. And the, thank you again for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thanks for collaborating with me and saying yes. <laughs> <laughs>